Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, hour one. Well, hello there. It is Eric Erickson here, the Eric Erickson Show across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425. We have some breaking news. The Dow Industrial Average, the Dow Jones is down 454 points right now. The NASDAQ is down 248. Uh, S&P down 67, Russell 2000 down 30. Uh, everything is crashing right now. Uh, the reason it's going down is we've had a pretty good summer rally, uh, but uh, they're worried about the Federal Reserve raising interest rates even higher. One of the reasons is because uh, the British are now speculating their interest or their inflation could get up to 18%. Uh, it does not appear that American inflation is going to be contained. Likewise, the Chinese markets are beginning to melt down because the Chinese economy is dipping into a recession. The Chinese are actually cutting interest rates despite high inflation in China. The Chinese are cutting interest rates to stimulate loans there, which is destabilizing further because of the inflation. European markets also are worried about higher inflation and interest rates. So the whole of the stock market is collapsing around the world right now uh, in an, is the end of summer panic as we head towards September. On top of that, there's additional breaking news. Dr. Fauci has announced his retirement. He's 81 years old. He has been in government for 50 years. He started at the National Institutes of Health at 1968, 27 years old. He's been there the whole time. Um, and he intends to leave in December, which is good. He has overstayed his welcome by many years. Uh, there is more breaking news. Saudi Arabia exploring cutting production with Brent crude oil hovering around $95 a barrel. Uh, the, the Saudis are believed that they want to scale back their production now because their metric and agreement with Joe Biden was under $100 because it's now under $100. The Saudis are looking at scaling back production. That's going to have an impact. That's hitting the wires right now as I'm talking. The Dow is now down... Well, yeah, it's going back down because of the news. Um, my goodness gracious. Um, uh, all of these things coming together. So uh, three, three breaking news headlines. As we come on air, this is why I like news talk, can handle the breaking news for you. There are three things. One. Saudi Arabia is announcing it is considering a cut of production. Doesn't mean they are cutting production, but they're considering a cut of production because uh, Brent crude is now below $100 a barrel. It's at 95. So they're thinking of scaling back. The agreement with the president of the United States was to keep production up until it was less than $100 a barrel, which it now is. Second breaking news, the markets are in free fall around the world today for a number of reasons. Uh, British inflation looks like it could be as high as 18%. American inflation looks like it is still going. The Federal Reserve looks like it could do another three quarters of a percent interest rate hike, which would further um, cause a, a cash crunch. 
and the Chinese are cutting their interest rates even as the Western powers are raising their interest rates in large part because the Chinese economy is in absolute free fall at the residential real estate level, at the commercial real estate level, and at the uh, business level. The Chinese are having a real hard time. This is causing global markets to collapse. And of course, then Anthony Fauci is stepping aside in December, the three big breaking news items. But it's not where I wanted to start. Where I want to start today is with the weekend and the weekend shows. So normally what happens, I get up on Monday mornings and show prep and prepare to ingest a lot of audio from the Sunday shows. And it's worth relaying to you the information about the Sunday shows. Uh, The Sunday shows kind of cover what people in Washington are buzzing about, which then tends to translate, whether you want to believe it or not, into what all of us talk about through the week. The Sunday shows are not shows that capture the minds of Americans. The Sunday shows are not shows that capture the hearts of Americans. The Sunday shows are not even really majorly watched shows. What they are are influential. The who's who, the talking heads. Um, it's, it is, uh, the show that everyone in Washington, um, wants to focus on. They want to be on, they want to talk, except when there's difficulties that they don't want to talk about, then they avoid them like the plague and the news media calls them out. Meet the press is the granddaddy of them all. But this week with George Stephanopoulos, now really John Carl lately and Martha Raddatz, it's paid attention to face the nation. Um, you've got uh, the CNN show that Jake Tapper and Dana Bash have co-hosted. You've got uh, Fox News Sunday now. And uh, Fox News Sunday is probably watched less than the others overall, but is highly influential among Republicans. Meet the Press with Chuck Todd tends to kind of drive the conversation because it has still the lingering reputation from Tim Russert and Chuck Todd in Washington, D.C. Despite all the Republicans bashing him, Republicans tend to listen to what Chuck Todd says because they know his worldview is definitely liberal, but they pay attention to him because he gets the who's who guests. So the Sunday shows tend to generate a lot of audio for those of us in talk radio and for for TV airing Monday through Friday. They also tend to tell you what the week is going to be about. And I'm sorry, I have very little audio. I have very, very little audio that I want to even bother you with from those TV shows this weekend. Why? Because they're all about Liz Cheney, Donald Trump, and the FBI. The only people who care about Liz Cheney are people in Washington, D.C. This is not meant to be rude, pejorative, or otherwise crass. But the headline that Washington needs to take away is that America does not care about Liz Cheney. America does not care about Liz Cheney. America cares about the FBI search of Mar-a-Lago in large part because former president of the United States, first time this has happened, it's a big deal. But the media and Washington establishment care way more about that than any of the rest of us do. 
I was in the grocery store on Saturday. And I was looking for a particular cut of meat. I was having trouble finding uh, short ribs. I made this weekend short rib ravioli. It was really good. I'll never make it again. I swear to you people, that thing took 48 hours to make for the little amount of ravioli that I got out of it. Just not worth it. Nonetheless, I was standing there looking. And I was looking and there's an elderly lady. She was looking and we were kind of bouncing around each other trying to look. And and she says, well, while I've got you here, I just want you to know I appreciate what you do. And I said, thank you. And then I said, excuse me, I, I think that's right there. That's what I want. And she says, well, I can't find what I'm looking for here. If I could find it, I probably can't afford it. That's what people care about right now. People care about the cost of living. People care about inflation, jobs, and the economy. People don't really care about Liz Cheney. And while they care about Donald Trump and the FBI, it's a peripheral issue. It's not a front and center issue for Americans. And to the extent that Republicans are talking about Donald Trump and Liz Cheney, Republicans are on defense when they could be on offense right now. The American people really care about their paycheck right now. Today, the markets are in free fall and they care about their 401k. They care about crime. They care about the border. NBC has a poll out. I'll get to it here in a little bit. But the uh, NBC News poll shows that the number one issue for Americans right now, threats to democracy. Interestingly enough, they've changed the line item in their poll. It had been election integrity and voting, which was pretty far down the list. And now suddenly it's threats to democracy and it's number one. Well, threats to democracy, Republicans can be concerned about threats to democracy because Republicans are skeptical of an FBI raid on Donald Trump's house. So, of course, you can get some bipartisan buy-in. Even if it's fewer Republicans, it's still significantly more than cared about election integrity and voting. So it goes up. But what are the two big issues? The economy and cost of living. Interestingly enough, NBC separates those two. So NBC can say, oh, threats to democracy for the very first time in the NBC News poll, threats to democracy ranks number one on the issue voters care about. Well, yes, but... If you combine item two and item three, item two being cost of living and item three being jobs in the economy, which are the exact same damn issue, suddenly, wow, majority of Americans care about the economy, not threats to democracy. That comes in at number two, right above crime and the border, whereas in abortion, still pretty far down in the list. Americans care about the economy right now. It is the economy, stupid. It always has been. Republicans are given license to go after cultural issues and the cultural critiques of the left because Americans already hate the left because of what they've done to the economy. The moment the economy rebounds and a Democrat can take care of it, good luck Republicans getting people to care about critical race theory and uh, sexual transitioning in kindergarten. 
You get to work on those issues because voters are mad about the economy. And you should work on those issues because the economy is already persuading people to come your way. So now you have these ancillary topics that can persuade them further to come your direction, particularly black and Hispanic voters who are left behind in the economy. They don't like the rise of growing liberalism. They're coming your way. And the trend lines show those people are coming your way. And they're coming your way not just because of the economy, but because of those issues. But number one, you can't take your eye off the ball. It is the economy. It has always been the economy. You get to fight all of these other fronts because the economy is so bad. If the economy were going gangbusters and people were getting rich, they would not care one whit that the left was indoctrinating their kids in school and teaching their kindergartner how to transition. They wouldn't care because they would be doing fine. People only care about that stuff when they're mad about all the financial stuff. They then get worked up about everything else because when the money's flowing well, people who have money don't care about culture. When the money's flowing poorly, people care about all the other stuff too because people make money. They're God. And when they don't have it, they suddenly are mindful of why don't I have this money? It's the vengeful God of money. Look at all these other idols that the left has cropped up and pushing. But you give them money, they'll let a lot of that stuff slide. Keep your eye on the prize. The fact that all of the talking heads in Washington this weekend and all the Sunday shows wanted to fixate on Liz Cheney and Donald Trump should tell Republicans everything they need to know. This is what the Democrats intend to do between now and November. Try to get the Republicans to talk about Liz Cheney and Donald Trump and not the economy and not the cultural critiques that come from Democrats in charge collapsing the economy. You want to focus on culture, critical race theory, uh, the, the don't say gay, supposed legislation in Florida that actually doesn't say that, but that's what the left calls it, and you all know what I'm talking about by saying it. You want to focus on the culture critiques. You want to focus on the left-wing indoctrination in schools. You want to focus on the drag queen story hour. You want to focus on all that stuff. You've got to focus first on the economy and show the American public that not only have they tanked the economy, they're ruining culture as well. People will put up with a ruined culture so long as they can get rich in it. Now they can't get rich from the culture, so they're mad about everything. Start with the economy and pivot to the culture. Don't play on the Liz Cheney, Donald Trump field that the media wants you to play on because that's going to lose you the election. It's always been and will continue to be the economy. Put it first, nobody cares about Liz Cheney except the talking heads in Washington who don't want you to talk about the economy. Don't take the bait. Everybody asked me about bowl and branch sheets. I actually put up a picture the other day. We got some in our house because we order from them. We actually are customers. They're like, oh my gosh, are they really that good? Yes, they get softer every single time you wash them. I mean, they use 100% organic cotton threads. They're super soft. You get such a good sleep. They have just the great weight to them. Like I had a pair of sheets we actually threw away when we replaced them with Bull and Branch where is they were just like too light and also not very soft. The Bull and Branch, they're perfect. The drape across your body when you sleep, absolutely perfect. Bull and Branch uses the highest quality threads on earth for superior softness, for a better night's sleep. They've got over 10,000 stellar reviews. Their signature sheets come in nine neutral colors in all sizes from twin to California King 
King, you will feel the difference. And they're 100% free from toxins, no pesticides, no formaldehyde, no harsh chemicals. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BolandBranch.com. That's BolandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Hello there, it is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, you know, uh, one of the things that has happened around the country is in um, neighborhoods that are uh, predominantly progressive and gay, they paint uh, sidewalk crossings as rainbow flag. And then they get very upset when there are tire marks across the rainbow flag. And it's always a hate crime, even when very often it's not. Well, there was an actual one. Someone painted multiple SWAT stickers on the rainbow crosswalk in Midtown Atlanta. There might have also, he might have also the same person spray painted graffiti on a monument at the Federal Reserve Building. Clearly MAGA, huh? Clearly MAGA. Turns out it was a 30-year-old black man as the suspected suspect. They sent the SWAT team to get him. I kid you not. They sent the SWAT team. There's a massive crime wave in urban America. There's a massive crime wave in Atlanta. I've started staying at a hotel that has this uh, back-gated area where you can't get in unless you come to the front door of the hotel and only the guests can come in. Uh, and, and every time I go and try to leave the hotel and walk, the doorman's like, Mr. Erickson, it's, it's not safe. Don't go for your walk. I had been staying at a very nice hotel that I usually, I've stayed at for years, and they've had shootings at that hotel. In the last, I mean, in, in Buckhead, in the Atlanta, the financial area, North, North Atlanta, and I just, well, I, I guess I got to find a new hotel. So I'm staying at this other hotel. They've got a nice secluded, um, a, a, where only people who live inside the building or, or guests of the hotel can go. You can't otherwise get to it. And I can sit back there, have a glass of bourbon, smoke a cigar, have, bring friends to, to visit and because of security. The whole city they said this massive crime, like random shootings, people uh, carjacking you, all sorts of stuff. They sent the SWAT team to get a guy who drew a SWAT sticker on a rainbow flag crosswalk. They sent the SWAT team. Hello, Overkill. I'd like to kill Overkill with even more Overkill. Good gracious. The Atlanta police LGBTQ doesn't have a plus there yet, but it's only a matter of time. Liaison unit was first notified about a symbol that appeared to be a SWAT sticker spray painted at the intersection of 10th Street and Piedmont Avenue on Wednesday. Workers with the Atlanta Department of Transportation quickly arrived and cleaned it up. Overnight Thursday into Friday, it was defaced again. The Atlanta Rainbow Crosswalks were installed shortly after the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando in 2016. It's become a permanent fixture for a million dollars for a crosswalk, by the way. Uh, And then skid marks 
went through it back in February from street racers. They didn't crack down on the street racers for defacing the rainbow flag. They didn't send a SWAT team for that, but they sent a SWAT team to get a graffiti artist. They can't send the SWAT team to stop all of the carjackings. They can't send a SWAT team to stop the street racing. But my gosh, you draw a SWAT stick and a rainbow flag, send in the SWAT team. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. Wow. My gosh. Happening all across America. And people are really far more concerned about, well, crime than a graffiti artist painting a SWAT sticker on a crosswalk. But priorities, you know, government priorities and the outrage of the interest groups, you got to balance all that stuff out, I guess. Absolutely ridiculous. But here we are. All right. When we come back, we got to finally get in to what Chuck Todd said and the meet the press outrage. Hello there, it is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you'd like to be on this here program, very happy to have you with me today. I've got to talk about the Meet the Press audio. Um, I think it is uh, deeply relevant to hear about this NBC News poll in large part because of what is not said. This is uh, NBC News, Chuck Todd, Meet the Press, discussing the latest NBC News poll that's conducted by Public Opinion Strategies and Heart Opinion Strategies, or Heart Strategies. So it is Heart Research, rather, Heart Research and Public Opinion Strategies. It is a, um, it's a left-wing and a right-wing pollster together, a Democrat and a Republican. Listen to this. We are less than three months before the midterms, and our brand-new NBC News poll paints a pretty bleak picture. Americans are angry, they're disappointed, and they are worried about the future of this country. Just 21% of adults say we are heading in the right direction, and once again, three out of four Americans say we are on the wrong track. In fact, this number, never before in our poll, has this wrong track number been over 70%, for this long, it's been nearly a year now. 58%, by the way, say America's best years are behind us. That's an all-time high in our poll. So what is behind this rise in pessimism about our country's future? Well, it starts with this. Americans don't like either party, and they don't like anyone in power. Take a look at this. Both political parties are very unpopular, one slightly more than the other. It's a similar story with both the current and former presidents, with the former president's negatives actually rising a bit faster uh, than we've seen since our last poll. The current and former vice presidents, also both deeply unpopular, almost identical. And even the two politicians who have most publicly stood up to the leaders of their own parties, Joe Manchin and Liz Cheney, well, no one likes them either. And with their own parties, they are the most unpopular. So add it all up, and this country now has low confidence in a bunch of institutions, Justice Department, the Supreme Court, even our public schools. And for the first time ever, when asked what is the most important issue facing this country, the top answer was not an economic issue. It was threats to the democracy, higher than cost of living, or jobs, or guns, or even abortion. So this is the environment in which voters are going to the polls this November. They're pretty angry. In a normal year, these numbers would forecast electoral doom for the party in power. 
But boy, these midterms, they're going to be unlike any we've seen in history. And I'll warn you, the old rules of politics probably don't apply. I don't know that that's the case. I don't know that the old rules of politics don't apply. I think the old rule of politics really does apply more than people want to imagine or catch on to. The NBC News poll out shows the Republicans with a generic ballot advantage up to, that's actually down some. Joe Biden has gone up a little bit in favorability in the polling. Democrats have gone up a little bit in favorability. But what's so notable and what Chuck Todd kind of moved over to focus on Donald Trump's growing unpopularity is that the Republicans are actually more popular than the Democrats in the country, only by a few points. But still, and Joe Biden's unpopularity is still, well, only a 42% approval. Uh, there's a 13-point gap. But there are a couple of other things that the polling shows that I am interested in and I think have kind of gotten sidetracked in so many of the discussions that are out there right now. I want to focus on this. Which one of these issues is the most important issue facing the country? Number one at 21% is threats to democracy. For a combined choice of two answers, if they say threats to democracy and something else, combined choice, 29%. Cost of living is 16%, combined choice, 29%. Jobs in the economy, 14%, combined choice, 28%. Immigration, situation of the border, 26%. Uh, for 13%, uh, first choice, 26% combined. Everything else is single digits or combined less than 20%, except for guns, a combined choice at 21%. Now, what does that actually mean? Well, certainly cost of living and jobs in the economy have gone down from number one and number two, but not a whole lot. Look at this. Uh, cost of living in May was 22%. It's now 16. Jobs in the economy was 18. It's down 14. Combined, though, you're still at 30%. Threats to democracy at 21%. That was not on the May poll. It's now suddenly high, and I suspect, and in fact, when you look at the internals, it's Republicans who are concerned about it as well in light of the Trump Mar-a-Lago situation and the FBI's handling of that. But the framing, the framing from the media is that suddenly this is an issue and people are concerned about Donald Trump. Actually, people are concerned, but also a lot of Republicans are concerned because of what the FBI did. Take out the noise, though, and it remains the economy. And Chuck Todd says the old rules don't apply this year. I'm, I, don't think, I don't think that's right. I think the old rules do apply, and I think we're going to find that the candidates who are focusing on those local hot-button issues like jobs and the economy will actually do well. And I don't know that public opinion polling is as accurate as it used to be. In large part, let me give you a factoid. 
You know, Marco Rubio, in a poll that's come out from the University of North Florida, is behind Val Deming, his Democratic opponent. Now, the primary in Florida, you should know, is tomorrow, and, and Rubio is going to win the Republican primary. Deming's going to win the Democratic primary. It's not really a contest there. Uh, and she starts out ahead of Rubio in this one poll from the University of North Florida. Even people on the left are dismissing this poll and saying that's not right. Did you know, this is your random factoid. It takes 160,000 people to do a 1,000-person survey in Florida of registered voters. It's not likely voters, registered voters. It takes 160,000 people to get to 1,000 registered voters in Florida. That's too expensive for a lot of colleges and others to do the manpower, the pooling necessary to do it. That's why when you look at con- when you look at Republican and Democratic candidates, their consultants seem to make a massive pile of money. And actually what it is, is a lot of that money is going towards their polling where they have to spend a great deal of money to get accurate polling. Their accurate polling is still not that great. It's the trend lines that matter more. And what are the trend lines right now that we should consider? The trend line is still that Democrats and Republicans are not popular, but the Republicans are slightly more popular than the Democrats. Republicans continue to lead on the generic ballot at about 2% among registered voters, which means it's probably four or five among likely voters. The trend line continues to be that the economy dominates the conversation. And as much as the media divides up the room and divides up the polling to divide up reality, the reality is jobs, the economy, cost of living, that's all the economy. The cost of things is the economy. Inflation is the economy. Jobs is the economy. The economy is the economy. And all of that combined dominates everybody's polling. Part of this is there's a lot of wishful thinking by people broken by Donald Trump that Like in 2020, there was a red wave that would negate the blue wave, that this year there will be a blue wave to negate the red wave. And, you know, in in some districts, I mean, Republicans for a time had thought they could pick off a D plus 10 seat. That is where Democrats have 10% advantage at the polling. That's probably not going to happen. But we have 74% of Americans say the the country's on the wrong track. And a majority of Americans say that our best days are behind us. That actually says to me that a lot of the old rules do apply. And there is a reckoning coming for Democrats. And much of what the media is doing between now and November will be to manufacture a way to keep you interested by telling you the old rules don't apply. And it's going to be different this time. It's going to be different. I always hear it's going to be different. It's going to be different. And it never is. Remember Virginia? Glenn Youngkin and the Republicans in the Virginia House, they took it back. That's been a harbinger of things to come, always has been. The party in the White House always loses seats. No one's ever even talking about the House. You know, it's all about the Senate now. Will the Democrats keep control of the Senate? Maybe they will. Dr. Oz, not a great candidate, but he can still win in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania polling's never been great. Herschel Walker down in Georgia can still win and probably will. Adam Laxalt in Nevada, probably going to win that seat. J.D. Vance is going to win 
in Ohio. And so much of the conversation right now, we're at the end of August, we're headed into Labor Day, and a lot of the conversation in the press is designed to try to keep you interested in paying attention to the races. I mean, it's how they capture your attention. They're trying rather hard to convince you that there are deep contests when maybe there really aren't deep contests. They're trying to convince you that this is going to be something like you've never seen before. I don't know that that's the case either. I don't know that it is. I think the old rules apply. I think it's the economy. And I think when we get away from pretending from from that, we get distracted by things that don't really matter. I'm telling you, the Republicans need to focus on the economy. And what they need to do is they need to take all of Jennifer Granholm's clips and they need to turn Jennifer Granholm's clips into Marie Antoinette style commercials of what the Democrats think. She's done it again. Jennifer Granholm, let me play you this audio. This is Jennifer Granholm on Fox News Sunday. And really, you could make the same argument we were talking about tax breaks for adding solar panels, energy efficient windows, appliances, heat pumps. You know, what do you say to the families who simply can't afford this stuff in the first place? Well, number one, for your home, yes, there are significant incentives in this bill, which is great to reduce people's energy costs on a monthly basis. So if you are low income, you can get your home entirely weatherized through the expansion from the bipartisan infrastructure law, a significant expansion. You don't have to pay for anything. If you want uh, heat pumps, insulation, new windows, that is covered. If you are moderate income, today you can get 30% off the price of solar panels. Those solar panels can be financed, so you don't have to have the big outcome outlay at the front. And when they're financed, they're financed to the in a way that reduces your energy bill, even though you have solar panels. With this 30% off, it's a significant incentive. Same thing with if you are if you don't qualify for the weatherization program, you will be able to starting next year get rebates on the the appliances and equipment that will help you reduce your monthly energy bill by up to 30 percent and guess what prices on solar panels are going up 30 percent surprise surprise i mean this is also predictable if you're really poor and live in government housing the government will pay to upgrade the house that the government pays for you to live in but if you're of moderate income Get ready to shell out money. You want to save money? You got to spend money to weatherize your house and buy your electric car. This is also tone deaf. We're going to give you tax credits and deductions, but you've got to shell out a lot of money, and the cost of all these things have gone up by the amount of the deduction, so you're still not going to get a lot. This is like Ford announcing it's going to raise the price of the electric F-150 by the amount of the electric vehicle tax credit. Of course, the solar panel people from China are going to do the same thing. Let them eat cake. You pours want to save some money, go buy solar panels. And yet they say the old rules don't apply. No, no. I think the old rules really, really do apply. Patriot Mobile is contributing to the conservative cause. There's a story I got to talk about when we come back. Leonard Leo Uh, A friend of mine has gotten a billion-dollar grant from a um, Republican donor to fund conservative activist causes, and 
Patriot Mobile is not part of that, but Patriot Mobile does that with their profits that you, by giving your business to Patriot Mobile, helps them generate profits. They, in turn, take those profits and they apply the profit to the conservative cause from the First Amendment to the Second Amendment to you name it. Um, it's a wonderful operation, and you get guaranteed great service. So you get 5G, you get data, you get voice. You bring your cell phone number to them, or they can give you a new cell phone number if you want a new cell phone number. They have 100% American-based customer service. What you do is you call 972-PATRIOT or go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Tell them I sent you. You also get free activation if you use my name, and you're working with people who share your values, and then they take the profits you help them generate and give it to the causes you care about it's a great way to amplify your dollars to fight for the conservative movement hi there it is eric erickson here the phone number is 877-973-7425 if you would like to be a part of this program you are more than welcome to be here so uh this this is a kind of important news the New York Times has a report that Leonard Leo of the Federalist Society has been given a billion dollars. I'm trying to find the link to the story here. Well, let's see. Where is it? Um, yeah, the, so the New York Times uh, has uh, reported this $1.4 billion to Leonard Leo uh, to oversee an organization that will give money to the conservative movement and conservative causes. And the left is absolutely outraged. $1.4 billion in dark money. Sheldon Adelson, not Sheldon Adelson, uh, Sheldon Whitehouse, the idiot uh, racist from Rhode Island who's in the U.S. Senate. Remember, he and his wife belong to a bunch of all-white country clubs, and it never even occurred to them that maybe not a good idea. Keep in mind, a Swiss billionaire has been funding the Democrats' dark money groups. And Sheldon Whitehouse is all upset about its $1.6 billion to Leonard Leo from uh, Bar Seed, uh, electronics manufacturing mogul, the beneficiary, a new political group controlled by Leonard Leo. And they will be able to spread it around the conservative movement, larger than the Koch Foundation, by the way. Here's the thing what the Democrats don't want to tell you, what maybe they don't even know, is Arabella Associates is the left-wing dark money group funded by um, people who aren't even American nationals, among others. And they spend a billion dollars a year. A billion dollars a year. This is the crazy thing that uh, people on the left want to forget or don't even know is that the entities under Arabella Advisors and their left-wing dark money groups are spending more per year than this one-time donation to Leonard Leo. They've been pouring money into left-wing causes. Uh, they have all sorts of groups. They've been funding Mark Elias. And where do you think he gets his money from? The former Perkins Coey lawyer who funds all the, the left-wing lawsuits. Uh, they've been funding groups tied to Stacey Abrams. They've been funding uh, Center for American Progress. They've been stacking people inside the White House. Uh, all of these groups get a lot of money from this Arabella Advisors where rich Democrats can give their money as a nonprofit uh, tax deduction. And then that group funds all of these outside ventures 
through there. And so left-wing people give their money to this group, and this group then spreads it around. Everything is kept off the books. You don't know who the donors are. And now they have the audacity to complain about Leonard Leo getting a one-time $1.6 billion check when they're spending that much every year. It's hypocrisy, and they probably do know it.